0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is
1: Believe. It's time! This is the Big Nasty, yeah, Big Nasty, all-fame Tempe
0: Buccaneer fan, baby. This is Mike Allstott, Tempe Buccaneers, and you're listening to the Cannon Fire
1: Podcast brother. You ain't listening, and you're missing out. Woo! Brady drops the throw. Gets a pass away. Darden shot. Caught ball first out of the 20. Outside the number Godwin the dead. 5 3 two, one. Touchdown Tampa Bay. Fire a Brady under pressure. Gets a pass away. Caught ball. Evans. Touchdown Tampa Bay.
0: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to a brand new edition of the Cannon Fire podcast. Coming back at you today for episode 108. New uniforms are here, and by God, do they look good. We have got plenty of voicemails with your guys' reactions as you called into the Cannon Fire hotline. We're going to go over some of the draft rumors Floating around right now, maybe what you should expect coming up in the near future from us here at CFP. And of course, we have got some number changes on the horizon for our Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Quite a few of them, actually. We're going to break down all of those, plus much more today on a brand new episode of the show. Welcome back. If you're new around here, I am your host as always, Rhett Mustache Matthew. Pleasure to be back here with you. It kind of sucks that I don't have any facial hair this time around. I mean, I've got the mustache, but uh, if you guys are true listeners of the show, you really know the story. If you don't, I'll fill you in very quickly. Um, I was dead last in the Cannon Fire podcast 2019 Fantasy Football League, and typically when you are the worst player of the year, there is a punishment you have to go through. And uh, the punishment for me was I had to shave my glorious beard. I can't remember a time without my beard. Other than right now So here's where we are And uh, at this point we just have to put up with it So I hope it looks good on video, I hope it translates well And I'm very happy to be here Now I introduce myself as Rhett Mustache Matthew Let me not forget to introduce my co-host this evening The one and only Philly Bucks fan himself Mr. Evan Wanish Evan, how are you doing, my man?
1: Pretty good, and uh, you know I'm happy to be in the same presence as the beardless one So, uh <laughs> You know, it's, it's it's an honor. It really is. I, I really finally, finally glad that we were able to come up with a punishment because um you know, fantasy football ended in December and we just now come up with a punishment. Oh yeah. But, hey, when you got nothing else to do, when you're just sitting at home for weeks at a time, this is what happens, you know?
0: Absolutely. I've got all this time on my hands, so I figured something needed to happen. Push came to shove, and here we are. A lot of people don't like it. A lot of people do, but I'll tell you what, man. I'm feeling like Wade Boggs everywhere I go. I've always got my Tampa sports cap on. doesn't matter what it is. It could be a Rays hat. It could be a Bucks hat. It could be a Lightning hat. I feel like a Tampa legend. And uh, quite frankly, this is the most good i felt in a very long time. I had a buddy of mine tell me that the the longer the mustache grows, the more powerful I will become. So let's hope that is the case, but I am still the same subpar show host. So without further ado, let's get into what we have got for you guys today. Plenty of great voicemails to get to, but before we get into that, we're going to talk about the new uniforms. Don't you worry. Let's talk about some number changes for our Tampa Bay Buccaneers and just get these out of the way because normally it seems like an offseason you have one or two guys who change their numbers, but this year, I mean, it was seven or eight. So let's go over every single one. There's a few that happened a little while ago that we just haven't talked about on the show. We're going to get into those right now. It has been confirmed that Tampa Bay, the TB12 brand, will continue to strive in Tampa Bay as Tom Brady has agreed with Chris Godwin to take the number 12. So Tom Brady will remain TB12, and Chris Godwin has switched over to number 14. I'll be honest with you, I kind of wanted Chris Godwin wearing 11. Like I, I think it would have looked a little more slick. I like fourteen, but when I see it in the New Jersey, I can't help but think of Brad Johnson every single time. Did you want a, a, a preference number for Chris Godwin?
1: Um, no. I I always like nineteen would have brought me back to Mike Williams days. Yeah. Um, eighteen is another good one. Like I really like eighteen, but uh, I mean I'm I'm okay with fourteen. Like I I I would rather have fourteen than like. 16 or something like i don't really like that much but um yeah i mean i'm, I'm fine with it really he, he could have had 11 because at the time blaine gabbert was not uh re-signed which actually we haven't discussed they obviously re-signed blaine Gabbard to a one-year deal so he'll likely be uh brady's backup and maybe later on the show we'll discuss possibly how that could affect their plans for a quarterback later on the draft but um I don't know always like a receiver wearing like 17, 18, 19. Um 12 is a good one, but I always like I don't know, I always think of of 12 as like a quarterback number. And maybe it's because it's like Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers and stuff. And maybe that's why. But I don't know, man. I always think of once you get past 12, I really don't think of them as quarterback numbers, but 1 to 12, I always find that, that that's those are quarterbacks and you know, I, I just I don't mind it. I, I fourteen wouldn't be my choice, but hey, you know it, it's probably his. I guess second best because he had his choice, and it was I believe eleven was available, eighteen I'm pretty sure it was available, nineteen was available. Um, I think that's pretty much it. I mean, sixteen probably was available. I'm yeah, I'm I'm drawing a blank, but um, I know seventeen is obviously Justin Watson, ten Scotty Miller, uh, so. You know, I'm I'm okay with it. So, yeah. Wh- whatever it is, is what it is, you know. But um, yeah, the there hasn't been many notable 14s in Buccaneer history, besides Brad Johnson, really. So yeah. Um, I mean, maybe Chris Godwin could be, you know, the best player ever. Correct me done, if I'm you know, wrong, the 14. but didn't
0: didn't Vinny Testaverde wear a 14?
1: Yeah. Ooh, I was gonna say yes, but now I I'm gonna. Yes. I'm gonna I'm gonna say yes. Yeah? Alright, I'm um, gonna hold Google, you to it because I'm, if there's some OG right
0: if there's some OG going off on us in the comments later saying Testa Verity didn't wear fourteen, you effing idiots, then I'm putting it on you. But let's make sure we get through the rest of this list of number changes. Moving he on. He he wore, 14.
1: he wore fourteen.
0: Look at that. Look at that memory serving me correctly. Once again, thank you very much. He, he
1: wore he wore fourteen at the U and he wore fourteen with the Bucks.
0: Fantastic. He
1: it looks like he wore sixteen Pretty much everywhere else, and then we're twelve with the Ravens.
0: Nice. So, moving on, offensive tackle, Joe Haig, who we just brought in from Indianapolis, will wear seventy-three, the same number he wore while playing for the Colts. Carlton Davis has moved his number from thirty three to twenty four. Thank God. A move that kinda surprised me. You know what? I I didn't even
1: a great cornerback number. You're talking Champ Bailey, Darrell Reeves. That's it's, This is a really nice cornerback number. Anything uh, in the def- 20s. Anything in the 20s or like 31. If Once you get past like Jamel Dean, it's time, buddy. Like 25, Peyton Barber's gone. 25's open. Just go to 25 so we can have 23, 24, and 25 as the three corners.
0: And speaking of that other cornerback wearing number 23, Sean Murphy Bunting moves his number from 26 to 23. We've got John Franklin. People might remember him from the last game of the season. And, of course, Last Chance U still signed with the Bucks. He was bumped from 14 because of Chris Godwin taking that number. He's going to be wearing number 19. Of course, Prashad Perryman used to wear that number before he signed with the Jets, so 19 was available. Let me ask you something really quick about this uh, John Franklin number. He posted something on Twitter. I believe he might have posted it on Instagram as well, but I saw it on Twitter. And it was an edited photo of him in a Bucks uniform with the number five. And the Mm -hmm. post was like, everything comes full circle, uh, blessed to be here, yada, yada, yada. And it really put me under the impression that he was going to be wearing number five. So we've got one source saying that he's wearing 19. We've got him himself thinking that he's going to wear number five. Do we have a solid answer on this?
1: (laughs) I, I don't. Um... Uh, yeah I, I don't i don't it, it's really weird it really is um uh, um uh, yeah. i yeah i don't know because yeah he was like blessed blessed happy to be back in five five is back so my thing is if he's going to five i do believe that you know you have to be like a quarterback kicker or punter to be five like if, to be a single digit i still believe that rule is in place so Is he going back to a quarterback, Uh, you know? But, I mean, there's – Greg Allman is the one who said that he was going from 14 to 19. But then, you know, him himself says five. (laughs) Like, it's really – time will tell, right? And
0: it's it's (laughs) almost more of a debacle than just a number in this specific situation because you brought it up. If he's going to go back to wearing five, chances are – yeah, he's going to be on a he's going to be a quarterback on the depth chart, which leaves a lot of question marks for a guy like Ryan Griffin, the third string quarterback, who a lot of people right now don't know if he's going to return or not. Well, here, here's with my Garrett. thoughts.
1: Here, here's my thoughts on how I think if he is, if John Franklin is going to be a quarterback. Here's my thoughts on how he's going to be able to make this roster. You so, think they'll carry four quarterbacks? Let me ask that right well, out of the way. Well let, well, let let me you know finish it up of why I think it might be possible. Fair enough. So they tried last year with Nick Fitzgerald to do this Taysom Hill type thing, but Nick Fitzgerald was just hurt. So maybe you now they look at John Franklin and see a guy that can do it all. Maybe they want to give him another shot. So are you really carrying four quarterbacks? Mm-hmm. Like if if you have confidence in John Franklin and he can be like a utility guy, you're kind of carrying three. And I, I, there is no guarantee that Ryan Grover makes the roster, but I mean, since he's like the preseason God, I would bet he probably does. Um, but maybe he's that Taysom Hill type guy, you know, and honestly, I think I find Taysom Hill incredibly annoying, but I would also really like to have a Taysom Hill, you know, if I was a GM, I'd like to have a Taysom Hill, Taysom Hill on my roster. Wouldn't he's every a, a single? I mean, wouldn't every single
0: team in the league at this point. Well, yeah,
1: I mean, yeah, it's it's just it's something another thing for a defense to look at that you know Taysom Hill, you know, it's weird. He was a nobody; like he's like thirty one years old. Nobody realizes it. Yeah, like he's not young. Like it's not like he's just a rookie. He's been in the league. It's just he just really caught fire with the Saints, and they they have a perfect role for him. So maybe you know Bruce Arians and uh, Byron Leftwich really think that they possibly have a, a perfect role for for John Franklin. I mean we'll see. I'm not guaranteeing he's going to make the roster, but we're spending a lot of time on a guy who you know may not even make this roster, but like he's a special case because like I know him from a TV show. Like that's like that, that's the crazy part, you know. As
0: do I'm sure maybe 80% of the people who know who he is on the Bucks roster.
1: Yeah, you know like you know him you might know him from if you watch any Auburn games. If you're an FSU diehard, you might know that he redshirted in 2013 when James Winston was there, and then James Winston was there in 2014, but Franklin didn't play, so he he left um, and went to uh, East is it, is it East Mississippi? I, I think, think so. it was East Mississippi. Yeah, I think, and that's where he was on Last Chance U. So, um, but I mean, yeah, most of people, if you know his name, you're gonna know him from that show. So um i'm excited to see what they do with them i, I think it, it's intriguing
0: yeah definitely a storyline to keep an eye on as training camp approaches if we have training camp of course uh, we know
1: otas <laughs> aren't going to be happening what was that no i was just i was just saying like you know mm, uh, i think at any event kind of you're like huh eh, like literally any event they're like oh yeah this could happen Well, yeah, it could yeah it's it's 50 like, you 50 know, right
0: now i saw a story like any, out today any,
1: like, any, like, show even, like, in September or October, you're like, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to that. Well, maybe. Fingers crossed.
0: Folks, just stay inside and wash your damn hands. That's all you got to do right now. <laughs> Let's get to this last number change, and then we'll jump into some voicemails that we've got regarding the new uniforms the Buccaneers unveiled today. Safety Andrew Adams is moving from number 39 to number 26. Now, if you're familiar with Andrew Adams, he wore 26 for the Bucs before, but... He was let go of that offseason, came back, was re-signed, and Sean Murphy Bunting was already wearing twenty-six, so he was bumped up to thirty-nine. So now with Sean Murphy Bunting moving numbers, Andrew Adams is able to get the number that he wore many years ago. And maybe that's just the
1: key, because Andrew Adams had four interceptions when he wore twenty-six and one when he wore thirty-nine. So
0: Yeah, you never know. Could be the number. But we have got a backfield of number twenty-three, number twenty-four, you got number twenty-six now. All we need is just like you said, Jamel Dean to swap out of that thirty-five, get into twenty-five. We'll get I the mean, numbers then, rolling, baby. You know,
1: maybe like you know, draft a corner or sign like Tony Jefferson. He takes twenty-two. Justin Evans comes back healthy. He takes twenty-one. Yep. You know, Ryan like Smith already. Ryan Smith already twenty-nine. So look
0: at. I mean, look at offense. You don't have a receiver wearing a number eleven, but you got Scotty Miller wearing ten. I guess Blaine Gabbert in eleven. Brady yep. in twelve. Mike Evans thirteen. Chris Godwin fourteen. These bucks can really count. So, let's get into the obvious news that I'm sure people listening have been waiting for since the start of the show. And it has to do with those beautiful uniforms the Buccaneers graced us with today. Now, I'm sure you have seen it, so I'm not going to bother trying to explain it to you. But they're just, they're the Super Bowl era jerseys. That's it. That's, like, that's the whole thing. The only different jersey that we got was an all pewter color rush which I think is one of the most unique looks in the league. But it feels good to finally say, at least, you know, for the first time in almost seven years, that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have the best uniforms in the league. I'm not even biased, Mm. dude. Nobody else can pull off red and pewter. And the way that the Bucs are able to do it, I like the move going back to the simple Super uh, Super Bowl era design. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. And that's exactly what they did. They also darkened the logo a little bit. Buccaneers yep. kept both of their logos—the ship, of course, and the flag—but they darkened the Buccaneer red to more of a red that it was before. Because you yeah, remember, real, in 20- real
1: quick, real quick, that flag is absolutely sick. Like, yeah. If you guys haven't seen it, go back and look. It's it's shown mostly on the the hype video. The the flag is it's only it's on the red and white one. It's not on on the pewter one. The on the pewter one, the the flag's red. But on, on the red and white one, it's oh my god, it, it's black and it, it's beautiful. Like yeah. it, it really is. Like I think that's one of the best parts of the jersey. Like Absolutely. that just looks so sick. Um, yeah, and I mean, like you said, there is a subtle difference. So the pewter that they're using now is not the pewter that they used from the Super Bowl era. It's because... still like the
0: gray base.
1: Yeah, it, it it is the same exact pewter that they used for the twenty fourteen to twenty nineteen uniforms. It is the same exact pewter. Uh, because, quite frankly, Nike couldn't just couldn't go back to the the technology from nineteen ninety seven. Um, so the the helmet is the same color. I believe might be a little bit darker. There is a obviously a black face mask now instead of chrome, um, which I like. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm fine with that whatever like i, I didn't mind the, the face mask i didn't really care but like, I'm, I'm okay with that um and then of course you know there's a little bit of orange there's right there, there's less orange now than there was in the the 2014 and 2019 ones um what should we call those like wh- what are, are the long, alarm clocks
0: like, i guess the that's the only thing that people refer to them just I mean, because the, the glaring issue was the numbers so you,
1: I mean, you, you got creamsicle, Super Bowl, and alarm clock. Like it's, <laughs> it, 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 it's, it's weird. Okay. What a fall from but, grace. Yeah, I mean, I, well, I mean, you could technically say like the Jameis Winston era ones because, oh. I mean, those uniforms are going to define him. You're not wrong. Like, he didn't wear another uniform. It's a shame. Did
0: you actually see that on the Buccaneers' Instagram of all the reveals, Jameis is still liking their posts? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, that broke he's, my heart.
1: He's trying to get on their good side, trying to come back. You never know. Just check your sheets, and uh, maybe we'll have some room for him in the check future. Check your sheets. and like all, all they have to do is see that he's balling. And, yeah. you know, he'll, he'll win the job, no problem. Oh, you know? Jesus. When this is all I'm said sure, and done, I'm I really do re- want to gets really a job somewhere. Really fast. Something I was thinking about today with my – countless hours of time that I have on my hands. So the Buccaneers, when they're in practice, where, you know, the offense wears white jerseys, yep. right? The defense wears red. So, you know, remember how, like, James Winston had, like, more interceptions at home than he did on the on the road? Well, that's just because in practice he's used to throwing the guys in white. <laughs> that's, all. that's all. That's all it is.
0: And the Buccaneers
1: I, I actually saw
0: you put this in a group chat, Warren. The Buccaneers only wore white at home one time last season.
1: Yep. Yeah, they only they only wore white at home once. So they uh yeah, the you know the the saying that they, you know, they always wore white is not really true, at least for this last year. Because I mean week one. Week one versus the 49ers, they wore red. Week three versus the giants, they wore red. Those are two, you know, that's September games. Those are two hot games right there. And um yeah, they 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 only wore white week ten versus Arizona. It was uh, white on white, and they ended up winning that game. So I was there. Uh, they actually they they wore red more than they were they wore white because they also wore red on the road versus the Rams. So
0: I wish I had the X Files theme song queued up and ready to I, go because I I, I I was I was there for the Cardinals game this past season. Yeah, you were there because we tailgated <laughs> together. I'm such yeah. an idiot. We literally have a picture of the both of us at the What the Buck tailgate. Oh, man, I am losing my mind. You you, you, you came over, we recorded a show, you remember? Yeah, I know, things are are crazy, man. Before I lose my mind any further, let's get into some of these voicemails we have. Of course, we opened up the Cannon Fire Hotline for you guys to call us, and by the way, that is open 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. You are always welcome to call in and leave us a voicemail about your thoughts, if you have an opinion you want to drop, or just a question you want to ask us. 813-433-0323 is the number to call. Let's get into our first voicemail out of the 305. What have you got?
1: Woo! Let's go, baby! These new uniforms are lit! I love the white one. The
0: white one is just crazy. It's so fresh. I like the orange accent in there. You got the creamsicle in the
1: numbers. It almost looks like it's on fire. Like the fucking scoreboard is going to be, baby we gonna find him, baby. Let's go! I'm hunting off here to go hard
0: too. Oh, you My man out of the 305 is hype as hell, and as he should be, I gotta agree with him 110%. These uniforms are so good. Like I said before, I think they're some of the best uniforms in the NFL. Don't think there's another team who could pull off that color combo quite as nice. And for the Bucks, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. They went back to what worked. Let's get into another voicemail out of the 208 up in Idaho.
1: What up, Cannon Fire Podcast? This is your boy, Debo up in northern Idaho, dropping a line on these new unis, man. They are straight fire. Glad they went with the black mask on the helmet. Kept the new the new style of lettering. Man, we got that all pewter finally. Boy, that is fire. All right, y'all. We got them. Y'all be good now. Later. Uh,
0: thanks to our buddy Debo out of northern Idaho for giving us a call. Sharing the same sentiments that our last guy called us out of the 305. These uniforms look damn good, and I have seen a lot of positive feedback We've got another voicemail. We're going to get into this one out of the 602. What's up, my man? What's
1: going on, Ken Fire Podcast? Uh, first of all, I love the show. Um, and the uniform reveal was amazing. Super happy to go back to the Super Bowl era. Um, kind of played it safe with it, in my opinion, but um, I think they made the right call. Um, but uh, my question is to you um, What is the significance of the flag to you guys as far as the logo goes? Uh, this is something that made me a fan when I was a kid and um, I don't know if I could continue being as much of a fan of the team um, had they maybe changed it to the ship. I know it's it you know, hasn't been changed and everything. I don't know if there will be changed but just thought I'd give you guys a thought on that. Um, thanks for taking that question and uh, take care guys.
0: Thanks for calling in my man. Now his question has to do with the flag, the Buccaneers decided to keep the flag logo, and um, he had brought up the significance that the flag has to him, it's a big reason why he's a fan, and he just wanted to get our intake on, I guess what the flag means to us, at least that's what I've gathered from the question that he sent in, Um, but it's kind of funny that he brought that up, because I just wanted to throw this in there, a little over a week ago was April Fool's Day, and that was our April Fool's joke on all of the Cannon Fire Podcast social media. You can follow us there, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. All of those are Cannon Fire Podcast. I had posted the ship, because this was up for debate for a very long time. And uh, basically, it had said, in a very unexpected move, the Buccaneers have changed their primary logo from the flag to the ship. And it was all a big April Fool's joke. It was incredible the amount of people who didn't know it was an April Fool's joke. But it was just a joke. But it's ironic that he brought that up because he's just talking about the flag and what it means to him. So let me stop wasting time. Let me answer this question, and then, Evan, I'm going to get your take. For me, the flag, it almost sounds goofy, but I can see entirely where he's coming from with this in the sense that, like, you know how Pittsburgh has their terrible towel? Like, I almost see the Bucks having that flag. I wish we saw more flags fill up the stadium. I feel like we used to, but... I don't know why they stopped. I know years and years ago, everybody used to have a little flag, like a Bucks flag. And yeah, it was they, either... never
1: was. they haven't been in the playoffs.
0: Well, yeah, I guess that's why. But it would be nice to see those flags come back. But, th- I mean, that's what at least it, it symbolizes for me. Um, I think it's cool that you have a logo you can actually carry around and wave, and it looks the same as it does a- anything else team-related. But what do you think? How do you feel about the flag, and are you happy that it's still here? Would it have made I'm, a difference to you if they let it go?
1: I think it's one of the the better logos in sports. Um, I know I may be a little bit biased, but I think the the color scheme of it, you know, like the I, I'm I do think that actually this logo now is actually better than the the Super Bowl era flag. Um, I, I think it's more, it looks more, you know, fun and um, you know, I, I just think it looks nice. Uh, so big thing with me is like the the flag the, the logo is something like you said so easy to to wave around or something like that you know and really like you look at like pittsburgh pirates like i mean it's an okay logo like whatever like the the oakland raiders like i know a lot of people were like well that's technically a pirate too like well kind of but like you want to talk about like the best like pirate logo i think it's got to be the bucks Oh yeah. Um, it, it it really has to be, and, um, you know, a big thing when you said waving the flags, like you know, you go around Tampa, and I, I've seen it a bunch around Tampa. There's, you know, those people, those those flags that you could put, you know, on on your car, like through like your window, and they just like you know, they when you drive, they just yeah, they're there, and that's really cool because that's basically showing off the logo pretty much. You know, and and some flags have like some more details, like some are like, you know, just like the the pennant style, like the American flag, but some have like the tears at the end, so it looks like it's like all ripped and it's nice. Um, you know, so I, I think a lot of that is, is super cool. I, th- I think it's awesome that the, the sword is the thing that's holding the flag up. Yeah. I think that that adds, adds an extra element to it. I just think overall, it's just really good. And I mean, technically, you know, you almost have, you know, a version of, of the flag in the other logo as well and in the Mm -hmm. ship you know one of the sails is almost a a flag so and it's it's the logo for our show so um you know showing a lot of bias there yeah Um, if if uh (laughs) if they would have gone to another logo i don't know what we would have done but um i I think it's really cool like i said you know at at a game that you know know, they'll say you know raise the flags and stuff like that um it, it's, it's really fun and I just think it's 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 great marketing for them and just like I said I just think it's a, it's a really clean logo and I think it's actually improved from you know I think the the flag and the font has really is really better oh yeah um I, I really think it's better than the Super Bowl one I also really like the ship better so I'll, I'll the, be the ship looks more detailed to me
0: I think the ship looks way better. I'll agree with you there. And and kind of talking about the old lettering, for instance, the old Buccaneers that was across the chest of the Super Bowl-era uniforms, to me, that was extremely, like, early to mid-2000s. You know what I mean? It almost looks like a dated font nowadays, that old Buccaneers, where it was, you know, kind of what it is now, just not as clean um, when referring to the old Super Bowl uniforms. Well, one more thing I'll say about the flag, and then we can move on to two more voicemails that we've got for you guys. Um, it's just it's so synonymous with Tampa Bay football. And I think the argument could be made that the skull and the cross swords with the football is the Bucs' real logo, per se. But the fact that the flag is incorporated, allowing it to be as creative as it is, I love it, and uh, I am definitely glad that it's here to stay.
1: Let's get yeah, into one. I mean, like, what is what is the the Rays' of official logo really? Like, it just says Rays and. Front, it's, it's, you know, it's 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 a got sun ray. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you know, and then the lightning. It, it's a lightning bolt. Like, there there's things that you know when you're when you're thinking about bolts, right? You think lightning. You think Tampa Bay Lightning. when you when you you know when you see you know a, a pirate flag, the first thing I think of is Tampa Bay. You know. Oh yeah. Um, the Rays. I mean, not so much. <laughs> I really don't see like you know rays like whatever that is like <laughs> I, I don't, I don't with know with the rays but,
0: uh, i mean you've got the should, sun they should ray. go back to
1: the devil rays but whatever they, they should i don't agree
0: with you <laughs> i think the uh, i think the color scheme should go back to the the green and purple oh man that was clean yeah. as hell
1: yeah well you know, how about that 2008 World Series? So let's bring that back. How about it? Um. Um, all right, so let's get into our last few voicemails
0: of the evening. We uh, we transition to... quick. Yeah, I have to at this point. I got to get away from that because talking Rays baseball does nothing but piss me off. But they're
1: good. I don't understand. Like you, you left at like the worst time. I'm not a Rays fan, and I'll admit that. It they're took
0: good. them. It, it took them for me. It took them ten years too long to get to that point, though. Like they Dude, were good.
1: You're, you're up. The, the Bucks haven't been to the playoffs since two thousand seven. I've
0: got more patience with the Bucks than I do the Rays. Bottom line, that's it. Whew. Yeah, man. I love <laughs> the Bucks more. I am willing to live without baseball in Tampa as long as I have a good football team in Tampa Bay. But enough <laughs> talking. Haven't had that so. Oh man, enough talking about the Rays. This is not a Tampa Bay Rays podcast. This is a Bucks podcast, and we've got some voicemails we got to get into. Our next one comes from the eight one three. Some people calling in from Tampa.
1: Hey, guys, it's Sean from the Atlanta Lakes area. Love the new look jerseys.
0: They look incredible.
1: Now the question is, what color are you getting that Brady jersey in? Go bugs?
0: Sean at Orlando Lakes, thanks for calling, man. First off, like, is he at work? Do you hear the ringing phone behind him? I feel like he's in an office. He's one of the essential workers, and he's out here calling us. We appreciate his call, but if he's got work to do, bro, just answer the phone. It made me anxious. I thought we had another call coming in.
1: yeah it's like people listen to this and start looking around their house yeah right (laughs) but thanks uh, for the call anyway though
0: yeah thank you sean for calling in buddy but his question to us is what color tom brady jersey are you going to be getting as we discussed the buccaneers dropped their red home jerseys the white away jerseys and the pewter alternate jerseys i'll tell you what dude i know for a fact i'm going to get the home jersey but the question then becomes: Am I gonna get the
1: white or am I gonna get the pewter? Oh, and dude, I both the whites are really nice. They but are. That so pewter's nice. very, like you. This is like you said, unique.
0: It's one of a kind.
1: I'm, man. I'm a sucker for any like dark jersey, like black, sort of gray pewter. Like, so I'd probably lean that way if I were you.
0: And I mean, another reason that I had taken into account today, I had a really nice daydream about. Meeting up with some buddies of mine. You were there, by the way, in my daydream. Oh, yeah. You were also there. Cannon Fire Podcast in full force at the What the Buck tailgate off of Ohio Avenue. But it was it was just so good. In this daydream, I had a loaded plate. I had some like badass-looking mac and cheese, maybe a burger, and I had some ribs, right? Oh, man. And I'm just – I'm in my new uniform. I've got my big game day sun hat on. I've got my buck beads. Trying not to get it dirty. And that's when the thought crossed my mind. With a pewter jersey, you don't necessarily have to worry about sauce getting on there early in the morning because – Let's be honest. It'll be a little bit less visible than it would be on a white jersey. You know, I think the yeah. white jersey looks damn good, but if I'm gonna wear it to the game and be fat, like, got ribs
1: on on the on that. right.
0: If I'm gonna be the fat, drunk slob that I am for three hours before kickoff, I'd rather not do it in a white jersey. You feel me? Yeah. Well, I mean, but it's also also the heat factor. You know. Yeah. That is true. Um, you go to those early season games; it gets hot. Unless we're playing under the lights, baby, which I feel like we got some prime time games under the lights coming up early I in the season. Like
1: That—that's when you're going to see the pewter jerseys. So, yeah, oh, those are going to look. Like, so let's say, damn, like, good. let's say they have, like, I—I I, they're going to play a road game under the lights, but I also think they're going to get a home game. So, I—I I think they, they get, get two home
0: games under the lights.
1: I—I I, like, I was going to say, I hope they get two home games because I would like to see one with the red and one with the pewter. I don't want to see both with the pewter. Um, because I, I want to see like what the pewter looks like yeah. in like the daytime. Um, so like that's sort of like the, like their color rushes. Like the color rushes were only worn at night because it was a Thursday night football thing, and I think they look really good, maybe even better like in daylight. Yeah, you saw it during the Colts game.
0: You saw it during the Panthers game when Andrew Adams had his four interception game. Those color rush looked good. The all red looked good. They looked really good during the day. They popped for sure. But going back to what you said about having a game under the lights, I want to see more than I want to see the pewter. I want to see the Buccaneers play under the lights in Raymond James Stadium with those red home jerseys. Because I said this on the last episode, I believe. One of the things that I want to see, that I will pay good money to see, is a matchup between the Buccaneers and their red home jerseys. The Green Bay Packers, Monday Night Football under the lights in Raymond James stadium. If that doesn't take you back 25 years when the bucks <laughs> were kicking everybody's ass, then I don't know what does. I would pay good damn money to watch that matchup. I think that's going to be the best looking game all year uniform wise. Cause that's just, ah, oh, it just, it screams old school football for me and I can't wait.
1: I mean, you just, you just think about, you know, Favre and Sapp and yeah. Brooks and you know, do you just think about all the matchups and, uh, yeah, but um, so have you? Have you ordered a, a Tom Brady jersey? Not officially. Not officially. Okay. Not officially. Um, well, as I I might have explained, um, you know, to answer my side of the question, um, I might have explained a few episodes ago that I'm not a huge football jersey guy.
0: Yeah, uh, I, I, think don't I, did I don't know why. I don't know what your problem is, dude. What the hell? <laughs>
1: okay, all right, calm down. Um. <laughs> um. <laughs> Um, so like I don't know, just it's something I just always feel like and I know you even said something, I was like, It's too baggy and you were like, That's like the point and I, I understand. Um uh, but I had to make an exception, you know. It's not every day that you're gonna be able to get a chance. Like obviously I could have gotten a Patriots Tom Brady jersey. Where's but I didn't the fun really want in that? To, I, yeah, exactly. So like the, the team that I have followed like my entire life has now got one of the greatest players to ever do it. Your and favorite player? My, I don't know if people player. know that,
0: right? Your favorite football player?
1: It, it actually is. But he is my favorite football player. Um, every Super Bowl I rooted for him. I've had a. F- I have a few, you know, merchandise of TB12 like before like he even came to Tampa. Did your um, uh,
0: TB12 shirt come in yet?
1: Uh, no, not yet. Okay. I my my the barstool one came in. Nice. Good thing I uh, got 12. I got the, the boy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so, um, and then, you know, so I, I did pre order a, a Tom Brady jersey. Just, I mean, i, I you know, there's a chance I might not even wear it. I'm a friggin' frame, for all I know, you know? Um, but I, I felt like, you know, I couldn't pass up on the opportunity. You know? uh, I'd be kicking myself if. 10 years from now, you know, if he ends up winning a Super Bowl with the Bucks, 10 years from now he retires, goes in the Hall of Fame, and they're all talking about his career, you know, his end of his career, his last two, three years at the Bucks, and how great he was, that I didn't own a jersey. So right. I ended up, you know, I had a coupon, actually. So I ended up, uh, it was actually a gift card from Christmas. Oh, thing. look at that. I had, not, I had not used, and it was a $50 gift card. So I got the jersey for $50. Hell so, yeah i'm not gonna lie that was part of the reason i got it um, <laughs> if if it would have been like a 10 dollar coupon i don't know if i would have paid 90 like right now to get it but um you know i i i ended up ordering one so said it'll be here like late july early august i don't know with the whole you know virus situation if, if that'll stay the same or not but i hope it does because i mean the red one red one looks sweet um you know, it's a, it's a classic look. You know, I was when they first came out. I was like, man, should have ordered that alternate pewter one. But at the same time, I was like, you know what? Like, it's the the red is the classic one. They won the Super Bowl wearing the reds. If they ever go to the Super Bowl again with Tom Brady, they're not gonna wear the pewter ones. They're gonna wear either the red or the whites. Yeah. So I, that that's why I was I was like, all right, I feel better about it.
0: That's good. Well, I'm, I'm glad you feel uh, secure in your purchase and you actually got a jersey knowing that you're not a jersey guy. We've got one more voicemail I want to get into and then we're going to talk about some of the things we can expect from an interesting NFL draft coming up within the next few weeks. Let's get into our final voicemail of the show. This one out of the 813. What have you got? Hey there. So um, I'm going to try to remain anonymous because, again, like, you know, the information that I was going to provide like was possibly, like, dangerous. But um, when my dad had mentioned that he had seen the uniforms a few months ago and he said that they were red and he liked them better than the ones before, um, I didn't expect a drastic difference. But I think it's because that the differences are so subtle that all they have to do is go back to like super super bowl era uniforms i really like the dense colors i think that they did a really good job emphasizing the pewter um with the new uniforms i think that simple was the best way to go simple is typically the best way to go when it comes to football uniforms and uh they crushed it it's badass i think it's imposing and i'm looking forward to a good season Thanks for calling in, my man. That is actually a good buddy of mine who I have brought up on the show. I'm not going to say his name because, as he said, he's going to try and remain anonymous. But he is the one who gave me the tip all those months ago that the Buccaneers were indeed going to be changing their uniforms. And uh, the new ones were red and better than the ones they had before. So he's just following up, telling us his opinion on the uniform. And ironically enough, the only voicemail we got who is really not a big fan of the pewter. And you know what? I've seen it here and there. But I would say the response to this uniform unveiling is overwhelmingly positive compared to the one that happened in
1: 2014. So, well, I mean, in, in 2014's defense, I, I have two things. One, the, the, the photo shoot that they did for 2014 was awful. Yeah, it didn't uh, really do those it, justice at all. It, it made those look ten times worse than they. I, I mean, they were bad, but it made them look ten times worse than they actually were. Um, and I remember they released the away ones first, and I was like, "Holy cow!" Yeah. I was like, "These are these are different." Um, <laughs> and another thing is that you know when those jerseys released, there was no alternate. there, there wasn't. Yeah. Twenty fourteen, the first year, there was not an alternate jersey. There wasn't. The color rush didn't come into play until twenty fifteen, so there was not another jersey to really look at. I think everybody loves a good alternate jersey. Um, you know, I also think that the reason so many people really like the pewter right now is because they've kind of already seen the home and away ones. Like they've already seen them. It, uh, if you look, it's the same thing, just updated. Um, you know, the the pants are darker. the The Buccaneer font is new. The ship is new. You know, like that's really it. In in the, changes, the yeah, yeah. Yeah, in the realm of changes, so, yeah. In the realm of changes,
0: the only thing that changed was the logo on the side of the helmet, the font across the chest, and the updated pirate ship on the sleeve. Yep, that's it.
1: Yep. Yep. And I mean, you know, the orange is still there. Um. And Which now, I you told know, you oh. it
0: was going to be. Thank you very well, much. I'll take that.
1: Okay. Whatever. <laughs> um, take your little victory parade there. I will. Uh, I
0: will. <laughs> I will. I'm doing it right um, now. Having a great time.
1: Sweet. <laughs> um. So, babies
0: are throwing me footballs. People are throwing oh, me beers.
1: Man. Oh man, cracking them over your head. One you guy's know.
0: falling out of a tree.
1: Oh man, they're all hanging out windows to see. Yeah, you. Loving the, to see the, it. the beard, the beardless wonder, man. <laughs> you know? Let me ask you a question really fast. Okay. Are you gonna grow it back or no?
0: No, yeah, beard is definitely gonna be making a return because without it, I don't have anything. Um, this is the first time <laughs> that people on CFP, I think, have ever seen my chin or lack thereof. Yeah. Uh, so, with the beard, I just, I feel like a fuller man. So, it's definitely let's, let's on its way it back. Let's put it
1: into perspective, ladies and gentlemen. I, I haven't seen him with without a, you know, like a full beard is probably all I've known him. Like, I
0: like I was t- in high school playing football the first, last time I didn't have when, facial hair. When
1: I first met him is when he didn't have a beard. Like, that. that's literally it. Like, that was, what, like 2013? 2013. 2014 i would say probably fair it's 2013 is when i started the page so yeah i think i probably have to get a little bit of following so probably 2014 or so um yeah but i mean i mean that's crazy guys so that's how long he's had the beard and he hasn't like he hasn't shaved it any time like other than that like it's always been there um so yeah uh but where was where was i Um, uh we were talking about the old uniforms yeah the, the orange and um so, there's orange in the Home and Away, but there's not any orange, any bit of orange in the pewter. Um, so, I think that that leads a lot of people, you know, just because it's something new, it's something different, and they've already seen the Home and Away jerseys, that a lot of people are naturally going to like the pewter more. They just are. Yeah. I'm with
0: you, man. I, I think it's a good look. You know, you know it's, it's of... also
1: something that people have wanted for years. Like the color rushes, they wanted to be pewter. Yeah. And they got red. Like yeah. They they wanted it to be creamsicle and they got red. Now they, they finally have pewter. So.
0: Yeah, and I would say the pewter jersey, at least the design, it's almost giving me shades of, do you remember back in the day, the Super Bowl era uniforms, of course, but the Bucks would sell that black alternate jersey that they never wore one time.
1: It wasn't wasn't even an official jersey from them, they just sold it, like, I don't know, it was just a a thing to sell, I actually have one, I have a Mike Allstar one. Yeah, those were nice jerseys, but the Buccaneers
0: never wore them, they were in Madden, on the PS2 Maddens, you can select those uniforms and wear them. I yep. think in some of the newer ones, you can, too. Yeah, I'm not sure if you can now, but I remember in like Madden like 17, you could and stuff. Yeah. So they almost gave me shades of that, only because it was a darker design. Obviously, they're not black. They are pewter, but in the grand scheme of things, they really just they look the same. It's, it's have... good that they're not black.
1: That's yeah. not the box
0: colors. No, it's definitely not. I mean, a black uniform in Tampa, it's hot as hell. You've got guys <laughs> passing out out there. It would not be good. <laughs> Mike Evans, the guy can't get through training camp without cramps. Can you imagine him in September in Raymond James Stadium where it's 107 degrees on the field, humidity is 108%, and he's got black on black? Are you shitting me? The guy would die. He wouldn't make it to halftime. (laughs) (laughs) So let me speak my piece on these last uniforms as we lay them to rest. And, of course, our sights are headed towards the 2020 season uh, and the new uniforms, but I want to say a little something about these uniforms, I'll toss it to you, and then we can bury them here on the show forever. All they ever needed was different numbers. In the grand scheme of things, the design was not that bad. I didn't mind the pewter on the shoulders, I didn't mind the orange stripe, I thought the pants looked sharp, I thought sometimes when they wore the red jersey on the white pants it would look damn good, and I didn't mind the color rush. But all they needed was new numbers. If they would have put big TV numbers like they have now on those jerseys, I guarantee you people would look back on this era a little bit differently. But they didn't, and we had to suffer through five seasons, six seasons, excuse me, of the alarm clock font uniforms. I mean, it was kind of cool that they lit up under the lights, but other than that, the numbers were hideous. I thought the designs weren't terrible, and I think they deserved a little bit more love than they get. But... They are gone forever, hopefully. How do you look back on this era of Buccaneers uniform history?
1: Yeah, um, I, I agree with you. What I would have done was I would have literally put these numbers that they just released today, these those numbers, I would have put on the, the alarm clock jerseys, and I would have got rid of the orange stripe on the shoulder. So the orange just would have – I would have probably kept the orange Nike uh, symbol on the I side.
0: I would have kept the orange on the pants, on the stripe. Uh, yeah, on the pants. yeah, sure,
1: yeah, sure. But I would have got rid of the stripe on the shoulder, and I would have just kept the orange in the numbers. That that's that's what I would have done. And I think because then you'd have a red jersey with a pewter top, and you know, and a little bit of orange there, and a red ship. I think that would have looked pretty nice. Um, maybe you would have changed the face mask. Another little subtle thing: the the helmet. The helmet, the the ship is ship flag is slightly smaller, slightly on the new, very little. Yes, very little, but it is smaller. Okay. Any it's, last it, words? Just a Any... little, just, just a. Look, just a it, it's not much, like not much at all. But if you look, it is a tad smaller. Um, I, I forget why they said, but it is. Okay,
0: fun fact. I actually didn't know that until just now. So let me ask you this, and then, of course, we'll move on as we wrap up the show here. If you had to sum it up all in one sentence, what would you say about the old uniforms?
1: You know, oh, man, because whenever I think of those old uniforms, it's not good. <laughs> um, A legacy of failure. Because, but, I mean, let, let let's let's look back here. You had kicking issues in those uniforms. You drafted a kicker in the second round who failed in those uniforms. You drafted a quarterback at first overall who failed in those uniforms. You consistently put out a horrible defense in those uniforms. Um, you know, the offensive line was eh in those uniforms. That Your first season in those uniforms, you won two games, including no home games. Hell yeah. Um, yeah man i don't know it, i'm trying not to be too negative here but i i can't come up with anything so i guess just a waste of time pretty much that, that that's the sentence i'm going to use because in the end james winston is was a waste of time in oh. the end roberto aguayo was a waste of time that
0: james winston comment is going to piss a lot of people off
1: well it's the truth he's not on the team anymore ain't he Hey, so if you're pissed waste off time. about
0: that comment, give us a call. 813-433-0323. <laughs> Lines are open 24-7. You can yell at Evan as much <laughs> as you want. It'll make for great oh, content.
1: That's good. Hey, <laughs> just speaking the truth here, fellas. If you don't like it, that's fine. I respect your opinion. But, you know, at the end of the day, he's not on the team anymore. And you spent a lot of time watching him and watching highlights of him. And he's not playing for you anymore. So, what you know, all that time, what did what did it matter?
0: That's how the Philly Bucks fan does it, ladies and gents. Shooting from the hip, no punches pulled. Mr. Evan Wanish out here taking names and cashing checks. If I had to sum it up in one sentence, I would say overdone but underrated. And that's just pertaining to the uniforms. I'm not talking about the level of play we saw from the team while they wore those uniforms. I'm not talking about who failed, who didn't wearing those uniforms. I'm talking solely about the uniforms. Overdone, but underrated. Overdone in the sense that there was just a little too much going on, the numbers of course being as hideous as they were, but underrated in the fact that at the end of the day, the design wasn't too bad, they just needed some new numbers. That's my opinion, I'm sticking to it, and I hope you hate it. So, Let's move on to our last topic before we wrap things up here for episode 108. The NFL Draft is approaching us. That is going to be happening at the end of April as scheduled. That was a big debacle for a little while. The NFL going back and forth with owners and GMs, people speaking their mind about what should happen with the NFL Draft. We heard theories of one round per night, extending the draft, making it longer so these teams have more time to scout. The NFL said, nope, it's going to happen as scheduled. You guys need to prepare And just recently, there was an announcement put out that teams need to prepare for the draft to be done virtually. So at home, in your office, away from team facilities, and it's going to be done virtually. Yep. Evan, what the
1: the hell is this? (laughs) It's, you know, when you play franchise mode. Yeah. In Madden, that's what it is. And, and you draft that's what it is. Um <laughs> I mean, even like GMs and head coaches, they can't be in the same room. Um, so it's not like everybody can just gather up at the GM's house and, you know, do it. That they, they can't. Yeah. Um I, I heard today, you know, they were talking about the Ravens and John Harbaugh and their GM, I forget. Dakota is his last name. I forget his first name. Is um, it Eric? Yeah, that might be right, yeah. Okay, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, good job. Hell yeah. Uh, they were like, for. you know, apparently they live near each other. And, you know, they they basically said that before the draft happens, they might take a long walk through the woods. And then, you know, <laughs> just, just just go, like, when their walk's done, they're going to take, like, an hour walk. But when their walk's done, go back into their houses because they, they can't be together.
0: Right. Yeah. Um,
1: so, I mean, it's, it's unprecedented, and it probably will be the – hopefully will be the only time we'll ever see something like this in our lifetime um, to where, you know, like you could be seeing a GM actually announce who he's going to pick from his house. Yeah. Um, you know, and that's, that's pretty insane to me. So, I don't know how they're going to do it prospect-wise, like how – like if they're going to have cameras in the prospect's home or not, but – um, as far as NFL personnel goes, everybody's gonna have to be on one big Skype or Zoom call. Hey, maybe we can get it on that, right? Yeah, right. Um. <laughs> that was actually something
0: uh. there was a head coach who was worried about that. I wanna say it, it was, was Harbaugh. Yeah, it was Jim Harbaugh. Yeah. He had come out yeah, was, and he said he was yeah. worried about people hacking their Zoom calls and getting in there and it's getting possible. inside infertation. Uh, inside information
1: it really is possible anytime you do something with like the internet it's always possible yeah You know, and you you don't think like hackers right now are salivating at this like you know they they want to get in there um so i mean you know it'll be interesting to see and it'll be a unique experience i would assume even the draft coverage you know todd mcshay mal Kuiper uh trey wingo lewis riddick are normally the the team on the first night i would assume they will literally be on a skype call like they will like they'll be still be talking and it'll be presented like a tv show yeah but they'll just be on a skype call and you know the espn graphic people will obviously still put up graphics of players and you know highlights of players have you know as Kuiper and McShear talking about them and stuff like that but in that sense it'll be the same but yeah, as far as the you know the overall pick announcement goes, like I don't even know if the commissioner is going to announce the picks. I don't I, know I really hope they go out of
0: their way to at least give Roger Goodell some sort of production value in what he does, because there is nothing that is going to turn me off more to watching the draft on TV than seeing Roger Goodell come out in like his boxers and a T-shirt. You know, walk up to some counter in his kitchen and say, <laughs> all right, with the first overall pick in the NFL draft, the Cincinnati Bengals select Joe Burrow. You know, and, it, and it's just the the stunned silence from the two other people in his living room who aren't allowed to talk because he's on national TV. The, the TV coverage is really just where this becomes as blurry as it is. And uh, it is going to be weird, brother, and I'll agree with you. I hope it's something that we don't have to go through for at least the rest of our lifetimes. The world is a strange place right now. And unfortunately, this is what we have to deal with. But at least we're getting some uh, NFL action in the offseason. And we'll have something to talk about, of course, with the draft going down at the end of April. But really, really weird. Now, when it comes to the draft, we know the weird circumstances that they're going to be under. Let's close the show with this. I want to toss it to you. What can people expect from us in the near future regarding the draft? And uh, what are some things they could, uh, should keep an eye out for?
1: Yeah, of course. So the draft is going to be, you know, in two weeks, two weeks from Thursday. So it's quickly approaching. You know, it's I know it it still feels like it's an eternity, but like
0: it also feels like last week when it was in February. The Bucks said new uniforms in April.
1: Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah, March. Like, I I don't know. I feel like March really dragged on. April's going by kind of quick for me. Yeah. April Fool's Day was a week ago. (laughs) Like, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, Don't remind me, man. (laughs)
0: Like,
1: you know, it's already (laughs) April 7th. We're getting to be, you know, um, like we're almost in double digits in April. So it's quickly approaching. uh, And and we're obviously going to have draft coverage for you guys. Uh, So next week we'll probably do a show that is dedicated to just the draft. Uh, It'll literally be, you know, just draft, Uh, you know, talking about prospects that the Bucks could possibly be interested in, just the draft in general, maybe, you know, some surprises. Maybe I'll, you know, reveal a little top 15 mock draft for you guys. Normally I do top 10, but since the Bucks are sitting at 14, probably Stupid not to, you know, maybe I will do top 10 and leave my Bucks pick for the next week when we do probably on Monday or Tuesday since the draft would be held on a, that Thursday. Uh, we'll go through and we'll talk, you know, our last minute predictions for the Bucks and, you know, what we're thinking. Possibly, you know, is there a scenario where they trade up? Is there a scenario where they trade down? So. You know, there's a lot of stuff, a lot of good draft content coming at you guys. And, uh, you know, just get ready. And um, like I said, the draft's going to be here before we know it. And uh, hope you guys are enjoying the content and hopefully stick along. So
0: Absolutely. Hoping to have some good, talented people joining us for that draft coverage as well. Not going to throw out any names at all, but we'll just see if we can fasten that down for some time in the future. want to bring you guys some of the best draft content. You can get out there, Buccaneers-wise. Going to have a ton of fun with some mock drafts coming up and much, much more, as Evan just said But ladies and gentlemen... That's just about going to do it for this episode of the Cannon Fire Podcast. Thank you so much for listening or watching with video on YouTube. And if you haven't yet, make sure you head over to YouTube and subscribe to the Cannon Fire Podcast. That's the number one way to take in the show. We've got the video screens. You can see myself and Evan's beautiful face. You heard me talking about my mustache and lack of chin at the beginning of the show. Go see it for yourself if you're listening and you want to check it out. Head over to our YouTube channel, Cannon Fire Podcast, and do not forget to subscribe. You can follow the show on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. All of those are Cannon Fire Podcast. You can follow myself on Instagram and Twitter, at Redicus. If you follow me, I'll follow you back. And you can follow my co-host, Evan, on Twitter, at EvanNFL, and Instagram, at BucksWave. How's the growth on BucksWave doing lately? I know you got a huge boost with Brady coming to town. How's that still going?
1: Yeah, so, I mean, we're st- it's slowing down a little bit, but um, still got a little bit of a boost. It's uh twenty three point three k so... Hell yeah, uh, man! So yeah, I mean, but like I said, I mean, dude, I had twenty one point four. The like at four p.m. on the Tuesday that Brady, like he would sign that night. I had twenty one point four. So yeah, I mean. You know, it just keeps growing, and you know, I'm I'm happy for a lot of everybody that are you know going to be able to see the content, and hopefully they really like it. So
0: yeah, the chase for twenty five thousand followers is on. Hopefully you can get there before the season starts. And for us at CSP right now, the chase for two thousand followers on Instagram is on. We are a little under a hundred away. So if you guys want to give us a follow over on Instagram at Cannonfire Podcast, help us hit two thousand. Maybe we'll have a little surprise for you when we do. Before we get out of here, last but not least, a shout-out to our sponsors at Pinecrest Printing and Signs. The world is a crazy place right now. Things are being canceled and shut down left and right. You are being urged to stay in your home. But if you have a small business or if you have a podcast or if you have a brand that you're trying to push, you still have to get stuff done. And with this much time on your hands, it is an opportune time to pick up the phone and call our friends at Pinecrest Printing and Signs in Brandon. They are still open still serving the Tampa Bay business community as they have been since 2001. They can hook you up with logo designs, apparel, business cards, banners, vehicle wraps, any size, any job. They're going to get it done in the most professional way possible. So give them a call. Their offices are open Monday through Friday, 830 a.m. to 5 p.m. Their number is 813-684-5444. Or you can check out the website at pinecrestprinting.com. I am Rhett Matthew, and I thank you so much for listening to our show. I am signing off for my co-host, Evan Wanish, and we will talk to you guys next time. Go Bucks!
1: Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.